On today's episode, Dave interviews actor George Went. George has hosted Saturday Night Live, appeared on Colbert Report, and played Norm Peterson on Cheers. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. You're, yeah. You just sit there and just... <laughs> The people that you like to work with are the people that you connect with on a way and has a pop that have a positive attitude. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, there's yeah. No, it's no fun to uh, be in a in a room with with somebody who's just you know funny as they may be. You know, just uh, kind of drives everybody. Uh, you know, like we'll literally argue uh, over a beat uh, in a sketch that's never going to get in a show. No. For an hour. Right. With Bernie. Right. You know what I mean? Bernie Solins. Yes. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, it's it, it just, it sucks the life out of the company, really. Well, and it also makes you, because I know that you, uh, Pat Finn's a friend, and I know that you did a he's that you worked a positive with, guy, though. He's not a positive guy. <laughs> he's hardly a positive guy. What a negative guy that is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I the can't. The nicest admit, man in the world. Clearly the nicest man in the world. I think yeah. about other people, like, you know, well, Brian Stack's pretty nice, too. Yeah, I know. Brian Stack's a really nice guy. But Pat Finn is gregarious and out there, and Brian's, yeah. Brian's, a, Brian's more positive in a different way. Yeah. But Pat is so positive. You wonder about Eddie Haskell with Brian a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. I, I would say that to his face. No, no, yeah. no, no. And he knows that as well. As a matter of fact, I call Pete Burns Eddie Haskell sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, Pete Burns is a different oh, kind hello, of Eddie Mrs. Haskell. Went. Right, exactly. Shut He's up, got that Pete. evil yeah. side yeah. to him. <laughs> when I was, he was directing a show that, uh, he was directing an ETC show, uh, uh, Pete. And he came backstage one day. I couldn't. I was on vacation or something like that. Took a day off, and he brought everybody together. And he said, "I just want to tell you guys." Um, while Dave was on stage once, I took a look at his his driver's license, and um, he's forty five years old, <laughs> and I was probably thirty. Mm. And he spread that rumor around. It's like, so you got to be easier on him because he's just an <laughs> old guy. And it's like, fucker, you, you fucker. <laughs> but Pete Burns, I, I can't say enough about Pete Burns. Yeah. And the people that stuck in Chicago, they're stay, they're not stuck in Chicago. The people that stuck with Chicago. Yeah. Pete and Megan and Dave Pasquese. Um, Rob Riley. Rob Riley. Jarko. Jarko. I mean, right? Jarko spent a lot of time in New York. Right. And uh, did a little LA time, but um, he's back in Chicago. Right. But they're also doing, like, he does a lot of uh, legitimate theater. Who? Everybody. All those guys. All those guys do a lot of legitimate theater. Of course. Uh, And you're doing a lot more. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's because I've been kicked out of television. But that's kind of what... uh, For overstaying my welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But you get pulled back in, don't you, every once in a while? Or is it just because... Just when I thought I'm... Exactly. They just pull me back in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do do TV uh, now and then, but... I mean, I'm certainly not in a position to say no to TV. Right, uh, right. But uh, but yeah. you're you've you've played a lot of yourself in TV. Well, yeah, I have. Yeah, you're at that point yep. where you, where you, like, <laughs> you know, like you and Carol Channing, maybe something like that. <laughs> and is Bernadette uh, Burkett your wife? Is she yeah. she's working too? Yeah, she just closed in a show last night. A hilarious show. The little dog laughed. Where was that? It was at the Zephyr on Melrose. Oh, sure. Oh, uh, I like that little space. Yeah. That's a great little space to play in. Yeah, yeah. And it's a hilarious play. Uh, Douglas Carter Bean, uh, um, you know, uh, she did the role of the Julie White won the Tony for about oh, uh, God, right. four right. years ago, the agent of this uh, young actor uh, who on the verge of 
breaking through and suffering from a slight recurring case of homosexuality, <laughs> according to Bernadette's character. <laughs> I like Bernadette so much. I yeah. just like her so much. And it's got to be just so inspiring to well, not inspiring because it is your life right now. You've been married yeah. for over 30 years? Yeah. She's 35, maybe? Mm -hmm. What's 78? I can't do the math. I don't know. I 34. Yeah. 34 years. 34 years. And both of you, like, did she get her start in legitimate theater as well? You know, not really. I mean, yes and no. She, she went to Goodman um, uh, her freshman year in college. And then uh, had a couple of babies right away, mm -hmm. and you know her, her, you know, education got derailed, and um, she, uh, you know, wound up uh, doing like working in advertising and stuff, and um, and then got back into uh, you know uh, Dell's workshops and, right. and Burnt Pivens workshops. And did you do Dell's workshops? I did. You know, I was I was a Josephine person. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. for right. sure. Players workshop. Yeah, Josephine yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my first exposure to Dell was really, uh, you know, at Second City, and um, I'd heard about it. I heard so much about him, and I remember going to a uh, a committee show at the Quiet Night on, really? on Belmont near the L tracks yeah, there. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, it was a committee tour. It was a good group: Jim Crona, Larry Hankin. Uh, Beans Morocco. Right. Was Gary Austin part of that or no? No, he may have been directing or something, but he wasn't on stage. Uh -huh. It was just the three men and uh, Ruth Silvera and Julie mm -hmm. Payne were the women. Uh -huh. And it was a good group. And I, I remember this asshole in the back of the room kept heckling them and uh, not very funny, you know, and, you know, really annoying. And uh, it turns out it was Dell. <laughs> who I didn't know, uh, you know, th then I realized, that's Dell, close, Jesus. <laughs> Did you work with him as a director? Oh, yeah, he yeah. directed uh, the whole time I was there. He, uh -huh. was, uh -huh. he was our resident director. The whole time, so you did a bunch yeah. of shows with him. Yeah. What did you like about him directing you? Because yeah. you also had, you had Bernie directing you a lot as well. Well, they they wind up co-directing, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, been well documented uh, in all the the books about Second City and and Dell books. Um, you know he he was not in a you know he was really bad into substance abuse at that time and right. you know for most of his life, frankly. And uh, so you know he would have all these great ideas and um, work with the cast. Uh, you know, rehearse with us and workshop notions and ideas and uh, give notes every night and and then when it came time to open a show um, he just couldn't pull the trigger for some reason and I don't know what it was probably probably fe always felt it could get better or something and uh, and uh, he he was more into the work than the finished product he was I really think. into process he was yeah. always into process yeah. he never really I don't know that I can't say he didn't care about the yeah. product but his whole thing was the idea of collaboration and working together. Yeah, yeah. So Bernie would uh, wind up going, you know, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, we got to open this thing. Right. Know, like we've been in rehearsals for three months. And, right. And uh, so he would, and I, you know, it's really kind of a left brain, right brain, you know. Uh, That's really Del true. Was, Del was the uh, right brain and, and Bernie would be the uh, left brain to pull it together at the end. What a co-director! Did, did I get that right? I think you did. I don't yeah. know. I always think I, I, I always think right brain would is be, the one if 
right brain's the creative side. I yeah, think. and that and that's counterintuitive. It in seems a way. counterintuitive to yeah. me too, but it's the same way that I remember uh, uh, which Korea is a good one. <laughs> you know, North Korea is a good one. All, uh, North Korea is the not good one, um, yeah. which is counter to. The north. south side of Chicago. Exactly. Yes. Okay, I knew that. Coming <laughs> no, from uh, Rogers Park. Great. No, I was yeah. thinking about the, 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 the Civil War. Is oh, like there the, you go. The Civil okay. War, I was looking okay. at that side. Um, but I, but my, my, people really uh, deify Dell, and they still deify Dell. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, there are certain people that I've worked with in the past who have said things like, well, what Dell would do, and it's like, you know what fucking Dell would do? Dell would do whatever the moment required for it to, to do. Yeah. You know? You, you can't, and, and the idea of the Herald, which is just a structure, did you do that at all? Well, it was never quite so codified when mm-hmm. we did it. It was more of, I guess, what you'd refer to as a montage these days. Right. Um, but it'd be like a one word or one phrase suggestion, and, uh, you know, when it worked, it was gorgeous. Um, right. I, and I, you know, in along in, with Bernie's school of thought, like if you did... A thirty-minute Herald and didn't come up with an idea for for a scene or a, a blackout. Right. You know, it was pretty unproductive. Um, so it's a great way to derive material because uh, thinking it for me, the Second City process in the past, in the past. that taking suggestions, writing them down, and then staring at a piece of paper in the in the green room was I would just feel like the most the biggest dullard on the planet. Right. I would just go nothing, 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 and it, um, right. you know. I, and but when you're out there, forced to just listen and be in the moment, you know, shit happens. Right. So, I'd rather work uh, with just you know spot improvs and and heralds and things like that. I think nowadays over there, and it's been a while since I've been over there, but they don't take they. I directed a show over there, and people were like, taking suggestions? Why would you take suggestions at the end of the, the improv set? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you know, what do you do instead? What is it that you do instead? But everybody's coming from a very different school now than yeah. when yeah. I was growing up. Yeah. I have a funny Bernie story. Um, and you have, having directed, you'd, you'd relate probably. Bernadette directed a show at Northwest with uh, yes, I remember that Keckner and Finn and Matt Dwyer and yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I don't uh, that. Um, she ran into uh, Bernie uh, on LaSalle Street one day, and and Bernie goes, "Bernadette, how's your show going? <laughs> oh, we're in a bit of a slump right now, Bernie. How's your cast? Do you want? Do you hate every one of them? Do you want to kill them?" And she goes, "No, I love my cast." And he goes. Oh, you're nowhere there already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernie also would say, like, you probably know this too. Maybe he'd walk backstage and there's six people in the cast and he'd walk backstage yeah. and say, five of you are very funny. <laughs> five of you are very funny. <laughs> what? And then he'd walk out like, what? 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 Well, I remember when Dal, uh, you know, in one of his moments of uh, probably loaded and uh, he... He comes bursting into the green room and goes, at intermission, we were in previews. He goes, I've got our closer. I don't do impressions. That's, That's a sorry, good impression, <laughs> though. That was really good. That was really good. I've got our closer. Right. Uh, we're going to do the entire second act as walruses. And um, we're all just kind of looking at each other. And I see Danny Breen, like, 
like sneak off to that. Remember that payphone that was in the that, that was backstage? And yes, the, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kading, kading, um, um, Bernie, uh, what? <laughs> um, Dell wants us to do a second act as walruses. I'll be right over. <laughs> The show that he did, the show that he did with uh, Joe Liss and Chris Farley and uh, what was the woman? Who's the woman? Oh, Holly Wartel. Uh, like they, they all went up. I don't know. This, this is a, a apocryphal or whatever. They all went up to Joyce's um, cabin in Michigan and did acid and then yeah. rode from there. Mushrooms, I think. But yeah, yeah, mushrooms, right? And then they did Walrus Boy. Yeah, Whale Boy. Whale Boy. Yeah. Whale Boy. Whale Boy with yeah. the Whale Boy song. Yeah. <laughs> There was a whale boy song. Fucking Farley, man. Yeah. Oh, well, I read your book, and the, and what you talk about with Chris is is, you know, I I look at I look at because I directed Chris in when he was in the touring company, and no one there has never been anyone that I've met before that has been so that did not realize what they looked like. You know what I mean? Like he would jump into a scene like a live ballerina. And he would have no cons. There was nothing stopping that guy. Yeah. And the nicest man on the planet. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, you know, I know we're talking about Pat Finn, but they're very. They're, they're very close. They're very close. They're really, really close. They were played rugby together at Marquette. Right. You know. Right. They uh, went. They went to Second City together uh, mm-hmm. to just to, you know, see if they could uh, audition. I think they called uh, Joel Murray or something. And, you know, it was crazy. You know. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, because Pat went to the same grade school as Joel, so that's right. That uh, got that St. Catholic Joe's thing. and Wilmette. Yeah, yeah, that Catholic thing. Did you go to? You went to Catholic high school in I Wisconsin. Did. I did. You know, they, they started hiring all these Irish Catholics. You know, when you know when I was in college, it must have been like real daring for them. You know, all these. Uh, Are you talking about Second City? Yeah, yeah. they were all these yeah. eggheads from the University of Chicago, and you know That's what I mean. That's really true. And and it must have been almost like hiring black people or something. You know, at the <laughs> no, time. No, I get it. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. No, that is really true. Yeah. So. Uh, and Bill Murray joked about how it was the uh, Irish Catholic kids way out of the ghetto. <laughs> was improv. <laughs> it's really true, but I, but before that, you're right. It was it was like Alan. Well, further way back, it was Alan Arkin and uh, yeah. um, Robert Klein, and Anthony Holland, all those guys, all those original guys. I mean, I don't think Severin was Jewish, but he was certainly uh, fit the uh, the the pattern of the uh, Intellectual. intellectuals down uh, at this Hyde Park there, yeah. right. Right, but there was a, a lot of changes there. I mean, there's also like a partying change that happened. Not like a, a, a Democratic party, but the idea of, unless people drank a lot, because when I, when I went to Second City, boy, we drank a lot. We drank so, and they don't I, drink that much there anymore. I know, I know. I, when I, I, my eyes were opened when I went to, uh, we, we did an exchange with uh, Toronto one year, and... Uh, I, uh, I was, I, me, I was shocked. Because um, we, you know, we had different days off. I think they were off on Sundays and we were off, off on, on Mondays. Mondays. Right. So we traveled up on, I don't know. The point is, nobody had been around to clean up. You know, we, so we walk in their green room and I swear to God, <laughs> if you would have put like a toothpick 
uh, there was no, there were so many cocktail glasses. If you were to put a toothpick on a, on a, you know, any kind of tabletop or anything, a glass would have fallen off the other end. (laughs) And they had to buy their drinks. Oh, they had right. to pay, and they were still. Apparently, Ryan Stiles like would be in the negative from advances, like for like, drinking. For drinking, yes, his this paycheck would be like minus whatever, you know. Oh, I remember just going back for us going back when we were on main stage, going back into the back bar right there yeah. in between EGC and main stage, and just grabbing our own glass and pouring beer for ourselves. Of course, it was heaven, and right. and the booze, and you know they eventually locked it up because of Dell. Right. They oh, locked the up Dell. the booze, yeah. Really? Because they didn't want to facilitate Dell's issues, you know. In the meantime, he's off to Schick Clinic in Houston and uh, the aversion therapy. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he would get nauseous if he even smelled alcohol in your breath. Yeah, you know? there's there's a couple of uh, Second City people that have done a Schick thing. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, one of them was uh, somebody I'm not going to mention, but um, he had... So much so that he had a, a candy that had liqueur in it. Ooh. And he didn't realize that the candy had liqueur in it. Yeah. And he, and he ate it, and, uh, and he just got so sick out of that. Yeah. Did, did they pay for Dell to go to Schick? Probably. Mm-hmm. But here's the weird thing. They went... He was so... He was such a fucking... Oh, he... They locked up the whipped cream. Right. From Dell. They had a lot, because box after box of whipped cream would be all, the waitresses would make Irish coffees. Like, what the hell? We just opened this. Like, he'd be going through the whipped cream. Right, 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 right. And, you know, we'd be in rehearsal and, and we'd be like, you know, working on a sketch and, you know, we'd, uh, and then we'd kind of go, I don't know, Dell, you know, that last be Dell? Dell? And then, He'd come bursting out of the back bar. Like, hey, excuse me, I was just uh, feeding the cats. And, you know, like whatever. Um, and he'd been in there doing whippets. Whippets, right, right, right. Oh, Danny Breen and Belushi did that on stage. You heard that one? No, I don't. I, maybe I did. They, uh, they thought they would do an experiment. So they, they did a little intro in the set. Uh, we're going to try something. You know, it's just, uh, just a little experiment on our part. Please bear with us, and uh, uh, we're going to take a suggestion. Uh, can we have an opening line of dialogue, and uh, uh, we give an opening line of dialogue, and, and then they go, uh, uh, okay, we're going to just uh, take, this is whipped cream, and we're just going <laughs> to, and then Belushi hands it to Danny, and Danny's like, and then <laughs> they drop the thing on the floor, and they just kind of stare at each other and start laughing, <laughs> and and they just uh, 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 for about 30 seconds and um shoulders heaving and the audience just stone-faced nothing and uh you know the piano starts to tinkle and fred <laughs> the lights just sort of <laughs> come down and uh, that, that didn't go over. The experiment was unsuccessful. Or successful. <laughs> or it was extremely successful. Oh, my God. Oh, the, the shit that's happened on that stage, I remember, um, what was it? I remember a rat crawling, crossing the stage. Yeah. Um, and I also remember a rat being backstage, and uh, it, it, it came, uh, it hid behind the couch in the green room. Oof. And Rubano grabbed it, 
grabbed the, the couch and moved it out and killed the rat with wow. a two by four. Wow. Yeah. Rubano. 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 Mr. Butch. He is Mr. Butch. Yeah. He's he is he's one of those guys you look at and go, you're too handsome for your own good. Yeah. And with those pipes, you know, he's he should be working on Broadway. He's got great leading man, you know, yeah. like with those pipes. Right. And, and not only that, but he's a great trumpet player too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got great pipes, but all those guys. He had good he had uh, he had a great voice. Uh, Ron West has got a great voice. Uh Carell's got a great voice and they would they would harmonize in a way that you go, "Oh, wow. oh my god. Oh yeah, my god." Yeah. Did you do the um did you ever go to Vienna? Yes. To do the the um Yes. The tour. The tour. Yeah. Yeah, we brought the we English brought a couple shows. Theater, the yeah. English yeah, the English what is it called the English Theater, right? Uh Engl English Theater, yeah. yeah English in Vienna. speaking theater, yeah. One of the other the traveling that we did. I know. I know. It was, uh, you know, we got it because we were old. You know, we were like 50. It wasn't that long ago. And uh, uh, Bernadette's brother was running for office, uh, running for state's attorney in DuPage County, I guess, and, and uh, which he actually did that for years. And But he was a Republican, so it was like, oh, well, family comes first, you know. And... Um, you know, it was DuPage, so the Republican. You got to be a Republican. Yeah, to win, right, 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 right. So uh, we did this. We put together this benefit at Drury Lane and uh, got the usual suspects. You know, the Chicago boys, um, Pete and Kazarinski and right. uh, you know a few uh, friends. And so Joyce comes backstage. She'd been at the show, and she says, "That was terrific seeing all you guys together again. Want to go to Vienna?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's go to Vienna." So. Oh, oh! She she further explained, and I hope this doesn't step on your toes. She said, "Yeah, they've been complaining. Um, the last couple of groups we sent were they felt weren't mature enough." That's hilarious. And so, well, well, yeah, we're then we're mature, right? <laughs> we could not have been more infantile. We 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 see we were getting thrown out of the hotels. She booked us in. We we were, you know. Uh, we were just so juvenile, so drunk. Who was who, who was on that tour with you? Uh, Kazarinsky, uh -huh. Burns, me, uh, Bernadette. Um, did Megan go? Megan did not go. Uh -huh. We had a few ringers from Burns' group off the wall: Tom Tully, yeah, and yeah, pa yeah, and Paul Wilson. Oh, really? Tom Tully and Paul Wilson. And were they? But they were living out here that at that time, were they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this was uh, this was only about oh, ten years that's ago. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, did you do the uh, Murphy's Cat Laugh that uh, yeah. Michael McCarthy did? Did we yeah. go to Ireland together? Yeah, we may have. I did the first two, I think. I, I can't remember. I was trying to remember that. I just that was a blast too. So much to go fun. from pub to pub and do yeah. those scenes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's when I finally related to Del. But you know, we'd ask, we'd get annoyed when he would leave the room and not see stuff, and uh, you know, he he says, "Sorry, just." Couldn't stay in the room any longer, and um, we'd go. That's kind of lame. You're our director, and and then, but I got to Ireland and and remember just like partying in John Clear's pub and uh, right. and everyone's drinking, and then you know the house lights go down, and uh, I'm gonna be on stage like six or seven or eight of my closest friends and the best improvisers in the world. And I'm fucking looking for the door. I'm like hurtling tables to get out of the room because I don't want to leave during the show, you oh, know? Yeah. But I got I can't sit there for another 
set, you know? I, I, I've, I... You I ever feel see, that way? Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, just like going, I can't take any more improv? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, right, no, And no, what about no. when you're, you're students, too, and you know, when they were putting a little showcase together? Oh. Did you just want to scream? Well, I was at a show the other day. I was at two shows. At, I was at a theater over here, and the first group up, they're an alumni group of the school there, and the first words out of their mouths is like something like, um, uh, you know, I don't swallow when I give a blowjob. And I'm like, what, what, what? <laughs> and then at the end of the show, the show ends with a um, explosive diarrhea bit. And I'm going, what the fuck? <laughs> I get upset about that. I get upset about that because, you know, because I, I do work with such strong people. Yeah. And I do work with such smart people. Yeah. And so when you get up there and you say that that's okay, you're cutting yourself off. Yeah, yeah. But it's also I, I remember the scene that you and uh, uh, and Bruce and Tim did the cowboy scene, and yeah. I remember watching that and seeing you guys fuck around. Like the beginning of that scene was just quiet for how many seconds? Oh, minutes. Um, it was just you standing. So the three of you are standing up there with with stupid cowboy, stupid toy yeah. cowboy hats on. Yeah. And what does? Well, Tim's got like a. A blow dryer gun. for a gun. A blow dryer for a gun. He couldn't find with it. Jarko and I had the only two guns that we could find backstage. And so <laughs> Tim had a blow dryer tucked in his in his belt. But the whole concept was, you know, the suggestion was cowboys, and we thought, God, there's never been one. Let's just let's just let's just go out there and and you know it it's it's got to be boring, right? So let's just go out there and ride and um, see how long we can we can go uh, without saying anything. And lo and behold, the audience never stopped laughing. <sighs> they never fucking stopped. And we sh it was just a tableau of the three of us but you guys were, riding we're, horses in yeah. our own like crazy gait. <laughs> and uh, we didn't even look at each other. We were just gazing off into the distance. Uh -huh. And, uh, and uh, it just worked right out of the gate. I mean, they just, people never stopped laughing and so uh we did it a couple of times and fred wrote us a song to button it up and that was it that was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the, i i don't know that that you could say well the audience wouldn't have patience for that now but i don't think the actors would have patience for that right now yeah. you know the, i don't think the actors would be able to stand up there and just do what is per, what is your ego perceives as being nothing but you're just you 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 guys are so fucking committed to that <laughs> yeah commitment is uh Commitment always works, at least for me. Uh, uh, not for me on stage, but for me as a like. I love when um, people on SNL are are committed. I yes. love that. You know, uh, Will Ferrell. You know, committed. So committed. No matter how soft the uh, bit was, just so committed. You make it work. Right, but you also look at some of the guests. Like Cowbell. I mean, you know, oh, Cowbell is. Cowbell. How, that's like Cowboys. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, just to. Just the dumbest thing in the world, but the commitment. Uh... What's also great about that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I get really excited about that. What's also great about that scene is how positive it is. Yeah. Because Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell was always, that's one thing that I really liked about him, how positive he was throughout yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it is that commitment. But you also look at some of the guest hosts that were on that show too. Christopher Walken, in his earlier time, his earlier guest host on that show, was so committed to all those characters. Yeah. And yeah. you look at him and you go, "That's why he's it's so attractive yeah. because you're not seeing him wink at the audience." Yeah, 
and positive you know what i loved uh was um uh i know it's my nephew but um you know but i loved forte and jason doing those summer's eve douche commercials oh my god because because forte is so gone that you know it would be so it would have been so easy for jason to like have an attitude instead he was lifting him up and, and just right. propping him up and just you know like no buddy we're talking about you know something you know like um and i don't know it just it was just charming you know I, but that's what i would rather watch somebody charming than somebody that makes me go okay okay you're you why are you being such a douchebag right now yeah but jason uh jason sudeikis jason does a lot of really positive characters yeah and also has the good commitment too yeah tremendous commitment and the, in the movies, he's blowing me away. I mean, it's like effortless. He's just, he's just on it. Yeah, yeah. And he's really compelling. And I think that what you're saying is that's what makes him compelling is it's effortless. And he, yeah. and he, makes, he makes all of his characters look like you're not doing anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I think that that's a Second City thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, in the best of uh, times, in the best uh, scenarios, uh, you know, it's... it's um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's ensemble. I mean, it's that uh, that wacky Dell theory of uh, if if everyone tries to make their fellow player look as brilliant as they can possibly be, then everything works. Right. And um, you know, I'm not so sure. Uh, here, I you know, I don't want to be on record as talking smack about Groundlings, but I'm not so sure that that's the case when 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 places like Groundlings are showcase places. Whereas Second City is a, a, a gig. Right. It's a, it's professional theater. That's a good differentiation. Uh, and the other is a showcase. You right. Know, uh, uh, equity waiver, if you will. Um, it's a, it, you know, there I, I, now I've gone and talked smack about the groundlings. But well, but that's I, not I, my no, point. I, 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 I don't, you're not saying anything wrong. Everything that you're saying is right. Yeah. And I think that, that uh, the people that I know that work there, and that have worked there, yeah. and that founded the place, yeah. would say the same thing about it. Yeah. Would say the same thing, because I, I look at that, and one of the things that, I, that they get into is they're into the, the who, the what, and the where at the beginning of a scene. Mm. And they're not into the relationship till later. Whereas I think at Second City, we're looking at the relationship, and everything else will be built from that. Right. So, so the naturalistic acting style that these two people have isn't something that's forced into the scene later on, yeah. It's something that's established right away. Right. And so that the characters are real more I'm sorry. The characters seem more real to me, Second City characters. Yeah. Um they're people that I could look at and go, I know that person, I've seen that person. Yeah. Whereas nine times out of ten, the characters that I see coming from the groundlings, for example. As hilarious as they are. They are really yeah. great. <laughs> on record saying that they're hilarious, because they are. Yeah. They're really funny. Um uh it's two separate things, George. Yeah. It's two separate yeah, things. It's two separate yeah. things. And I think that one of, the, one of the things that has to be remembered is Second City is not a, it's not an improv theater. It's a theater. Yeah. And the work that I did with uh, Carell and Colbert, certainly that, that, the show that when we were at the 50th, um, that scene called Maya where uh, I make out with Colbert in that scene. The acting in that and the patience that it took to put that scene together. Tom Janis put that scene together. And I don't know if you've ever seen that scene, but it's just Yeah, so, no, I did. I saw it then. Yeah. It's a beautiful scene. Yeah. And Tom really 
he 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 directed it so well. Yeah. But it's also the actors that are there. Yeah. I remember seeing Mary Gross and going, "Where the fuck did you come from?" <laughs> like Mary is so she. I couldn't stop looking at her. Yeah. Oh, Shelley Long. Yeah. Yeah. Tina Fey. Yeah. The list is endless. Well, and, and then I look at Pasquese, Dave Pasquese. He's, he's probably the, the reigning uh, heavyweight champ, I would say, right now. No doubt. No doubt. And I remember somebody, there was a Chicago magazine that somebody said, uh, a feature on him that someone said, uh, the writer said, I would pay to watch him eat lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's got a great career. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen uh, the TJ and Dave show, but... Oh, you've never seen it? Never have. You know, and I was in New York. They'd, they'd you know, it was just, they'd go on so late, and I'd be working days, and then when I when I flipped the nights, I wasn't available, you know. So, so you that was when you were doing Hairspray? Um, various shows. Uh, Elf, uh, Minsky's, oh, right. you know, like, um, I'd be in rehearsals, you know, and that's and their show would be like at 11 at night or something, and because uh, it'd be after whatever was the main attraction at the Barrow right. uh, Street right. Theater. Our town, or whatever, you know, right, right, right. and uh, which was apparently a brilliant production. Yeah, never, never that would be a great that. theater to see our town in. Yeah, that was Cromer's uh, production. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. Oh, you got to see these guys. You got to see these guys. I mean, yeah. you haven't. There, there's a documentary about them. Oh, uh, really? About TJ and Dave called. Uh, uh, take our word for it. We're making it up, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But it is a great example of what it is that they do. Um, but there's nobody like those two guys. Yeah. There's just nobody like them at all. Yeah. And I, I look back, I was, and I think that you were trained, I was trained by actors yeah. for improvisation. Right. right now, people are being trained by improvisers who are improvising. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, you know, you, you could say what you want to say about it, but... The cat's out of the bag, toothpaste, you can't change it. But I know that for me, when, and I know that Dave and TJ, same thing, our training had to do with theater. Mm-hmm. And so you watch a show like TJ and Dave, and they're up there for an hour doing one scene for an hour, playing 10 characters. It's a crazy show. It's crazy. Have you seen Beer Shark Mice? Yes, I have. That's another one uh, that's like that too, yeah. where they'll play the different, they'll play each other's characters yeah. in that. Yeah. But that's a great group of people too. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing when they're on, when they got, have the whole, the whole team. It's uh, it's amazing. Are you? When's your? Uh, when's the Odd Couple? We open our first performance is November second, so November December basically. Uh huh. And we start rehearsals uh, October eleventh. That sounds really good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's really fun with Tim. You know, I just look at him, and you know, you just want to laugh. <laughs> Somebody once described his uh, his face as a clenched fist of a face. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. And, and there's another guy who's so playful, and also such a really good writer. Yeah. Um, and he knows his business, and I like him. I just. Yeah. He's just so warm. Yeah. He's so warm. Yeah. And he tried it out here, didn't he? Try didn't No, he, he never went. He there. never came out here. No. He was uh he was writing um and uh his partner Denise uh Declue, Declue, right. Uh you know, she was 
they're both, you know, when you're writing, it was just at the dawn of the telecommunicating age. So right. uh, between, uh, you know, faxing and computers and emails and all that, uh, and FedEx, frankly, right. you know, you could sort of uh, write from anywhere. Well, that's what Tom, uh, Tom Wolf and Barb, uh, Barb Wallace, right? Barb Wallace are doing, right? Yeah. And they're doing really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. They're like serious business living yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Harold Ramis lives in Chicago. Harold Ramis lives in Chicago. Yeah. Right. I'd go back in a heartbeat. I would make Bernadette very happy if, if we could get like a beautiful old Victorian house in Evanston, like within a block of the L or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. My brother had a, a a place a block from the L in Evanston. Yeah, I haven't been to Tom and Barb's. Are they near? I don't uh, know. I don't know where Tom and Barb is. Yeah. Uh, where they are. But uh, you got D Ryan and Austin Titchener moved back. Do you know they those did? guys? Yeah. Yeah, they moved back. Wow. Have you seen their house over here? When they they had a house over here, they had a. 19, early 1900s craftsman house mm -hmm. that they just hugeified, and they, it was beautiful. Nia used to be around here too. Nia right? is, I think she's still around here. Huh? I think Nia and Ian are still around here. They're talking about moving because yeah. uh, they have a little girl now. Um, but I would, I think I would move back. I think I would move back. But I love the weather, George. Yeah, yeah, the weather's kind of great. <laughs> I really love the weather, and for me, um, I travel around the world doing teaching improvisation. Right. Yeah, and all that I need really is an airport. Yeah, but I got to tell you, I love what I do. Yeah, I just love what I do. I love being here. Yeah, I'm never here either. It's uh, truth be told, you know, it's uh, if if I'm in LA, it means I'm out of work. Right. Kind of. It's it's really it's so interesting to me how much theater you do. Yeah, I just got back from Edinburgh. That's right. You did the the show with Reanimator, um, the Nutter, yeah. Nutter show. The, the Nutter show. Stuart Gordon and Nutter. Oh, fucking Nutter, man. That's another guy. He he's, has made me he's laugh. He's getting a lot of respect for this one here. Uh, I mean, he, he's getting respect uh, along the way the whole time, but uh, this uh, reanimator, uh, it's a pretty hot show, I think. Is it? Well, I know that Beltsman was in it, and Beltsman, and there's another yeah. Beltsman, Mark Beltsman and, and Bev, uh, Bev Lubin. Um, they it, up and left. You've been reading their blog? Uh, no, I'm back on their blog. It's hilarious. You should read it. Uh, see link to it on their Facebook page. Uh -huh. uh, it's it's pretty funny. They're just trying to make their way around Scotland and stuff. It's pretty. So funny. they so so the story is they just they they sold they sold everything in L.A. Yeah. And they moved to Edinburgh, or they moved with the show. They moved with the show, and then the the plan is to uh, just tool around Europe, and uh, that um, hopes are that you know Mark can uh, teach workshops here and there. He's he's got one set up in London. And he's trying to set some up at Boom Chicago in Amsterdam. Yeah, I hooked and, him up uh, to that. Good, yeah. Uh huh. And uh, have so you been there? I've been to Amsterdam, but not to Boom Chicago. Because Jason was there, right? Jason and, and was Kay. there. Kay. Yeah, Jason Kay were there. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, taken off. Oh big my time. God! Very talented girl. I love her. I love her. When I directed her, uh, Kay Cannon, she's she's writing on. Th uh, oh, she's got her own show now, right? Well, she's running. Uh, apparently, going to be on um, the New Girl. Right. She's yeah. going to be on The New Girl? Oh, no. Uh, Writing uh, on The New Girl. Yeah, I think. Writing on The New Girl. Yeah. And I think in a, in a pretty, uh, at a pretty high level. I'm not sure if she's going to be the showrunner or, or not. But, uh, oh, my God. You know, it was enough to turn her head. I think she got an overall deal with Fox. Uh-huh. And uh, including her own, you know, projects. And, uh, right. And on New Girl for now. But 
uh, enough to get her away from the last season of Thirty Rock. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I saw her at uh, at Boom when I directed. I directed over there, and I saw her, and she was working. She wasn't even on stage at that time. I don't know what the hell she was doing. But I looked at her and thought, "You are a beam of fucking light." Yeah, yeah. I when they did you ever see that show they did in Vegas? Her and Jason. No. Uh, and Sean. Uh, uh, Sean. Um, McCarthy. Yes. No, I haven't. No, Seamus. Seamus. Seamus McCarthy. Seamus. Big tall Seamus. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was just, they blew me away. They, she, I've never seen anybody as physical as Kay at Second City. She's like a little gymnast. Yep. And and so daring. Yeah. So daring and courageous. And also, she's adorable. Yeah. She's just adorable. Yeah. And it's so exciting. It was so exciting to me that when she... She moved in down the street from me. She, Where are you? She got I'm, married. I'm in Studio City. Oh, that's right. She got married. Yeah. She got married. Uh, to a yeah. writer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course. Right. A fellow named Devin Russell. Uh-huh. Well, that's good to get away from that, uh, the 30 Rock. I mean, I did enjoy it for a really long time. I really liked watching yeah. that show for a while. Yeah. Did you get tired of doing, did you ever get tired of doing Cheers? Yeah, you know, only in the sense of, not really, you know, looking back, I, I wished it never ended. Right. But but um, I'm sure there were times mid-season of, uh, you know, the later years when, you know, probably just, Got to be a bit of a, a grind, a right. little, but but not so you'd notice. No, no, I mean, but it's you also always have the four months off every year, and right, you know, you could run away and do Williamstown or. Are uh, you still traveling? Because because your book just talked about how much traveling you did. Like well, that was as traveling. a youngster because I was just a, I had no other clue as to what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was between college and Second City. Right, right. I I, I just would work at my dad's office and live at home and mm-hmm. get 500 bucks together and fuck off to Spain for the winter or something. You know? I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love traveling so much. Yeah. just love it so much. And you're traveling the country here. Yeah, and, and of course, Edinburgh was a, a blast. Had you been there before? Yes, I had. I did the festival about two years ago with uh, Celebrity Autobiography, which is... It's a funny oh, show. that's right. It works. That's uh, yeah. right. Right. And uh, did and that come out of here in New York? Came out of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. Um, it works. Yeah, I mean, well, he gets like the best people in the world. You know, right. Rachel Dratch is doing it. And, you know, I mean, right. You know, it's, he gets uh, he gets awesome Scott ads hit. You know, right. He gets all these great people to do it. So. Uh, yeah, that idea, of course like, again, it works, going you know. back to the going back to the the, the, the second city actor, like Scott Anson is such a great actor. Yeah, such a great actor, yeah. and I love what's going on with Carell right now. Yeah, I love what's happening with him. Yeah, and to think, uh, but you know, look back, and I look back uh, on the first time I met him, and I remember thinking, this guy's, how does anybody compare to that person? He was just so strong right away mm. and so confident, but so fucking nice. Yeah. Another one who's just so nice. So handsome. Really, really handsome. Yeah. Really handsome and not afraid to be vulnerable. And I think of that, going back to that, the idea of, like, are you, can you be vulnerable on stage? Yeah. And if you can't be vulnerable on stage, then nobody's going to want to play with you. Yeah. And if nobody wants to play with you, you're not going to move forward. Yeah. Because at, it's what you're saying about Dell. The idea that in order for this shit to work, 
you've got to give to the other person. Yeah. Um, and I remember people looking at people uh, and working with people going, You're, this scene is not going to, we can work on this scene until the fucking cows come home. But if you won't turn, emotionally turn, I can't do anything. Yeah. 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 Um, let's wrap it up. Okay. I just want to thank you so much. Oh, sure. It was really, really fun. <laughs> That's it easy. really fun. That was That's it. That's an easy wrap up. Yeah, it was an easy wrap easy up. Easy conversation. Yeah, I always think like we, we could, uh, we, we can go full circle. Now you'll be performing uh, at uh, Harrah's in, uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm not doing Jackson that. City, uh, no, Mississippi. No. no, I don't do that stuff. Or the yeah, idea yeah, of, uh, yeah. so what do you got? So the movie that you got right now, you know, it's more like Craig Ferguson who just goes, fuck all these things. I don't give a shit about what's that going on. That guy's amazing. Oh, really amazing. I didn't get it on, uh, on the Drew Carey thing, I you know I just thought, oh, you know he's cute, uh, but uh, he he's just fearless uh, in this uh, talk show. Well, format. certainly the like right at the beginning where you look at him and you go, like he's right in the camera. Yeah, and he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. and you feel like I'm always watching it, thinking, when is this going to start? Yeah. Yeah, when is this gonna start? I but I forgot. Him. I forgot yeah. that he was on. Um, yeah, he was like the. Uh, yeah, he was the boss. The boss. Yeah. Isn't that great that you that you can look at somebody and go, you're not connected to that. I mean, as you yeah. know, you know, like, yeah. will people leave you alone? You know, or will they still connect you to what you used to be? Yeah. Uh, Timmy was Tim Meadows was talking about Steve Col uh, Colbert and how Colbert did what Colbert did was really interesting was he gave up his name. Like you are, like when you go somewhere, they go, they shout out Norm. Right. They're not shouting because that's your character. Yeah, yeah. But Colbert is always Colbert. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's an, such an interesting thing that yeah. he doesn't, he's obviously playing a character, those of us who know. Yeah, him, yeah. But it's like, oh, that, you've just given up your name. Yeah. You're not playing, <laughs> you know, like people can't figure that out. Yeah. Like, great. Today's episode was sponsored by Fresh Balls, deodorant for your balls. For more information, go to www.freshballs.com. So fresh, so dry. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I am Ian Foley, and this is comedian Mel Fine with Mama Mel. I think that any plane flight that has a chance of getting stranded in the Andes Mountains should only allow fat people traveling with barbecue sauce bottles to fly on it. Prepare for enlightenment so bright it will sunburn your soul with Mama Mel. One should always get to know their neighbors. Maybe you can get to know yours the way I did mine. It was late afternoon, the day after garbage night. A big storm had blown trash cans everywhere, and we all got to know each other real quick like when I got on my bullhorn and invited the whole neighborhood out to play a game I made up called Oh my God, all our trash cans look alike. Which ones are mine? Jesus Christ, not that one. There's a goldfish and a condom stuck to the side. It's still moving. Ew, Mr. Slinger. There's garbage juice on my foot. How many times a week does Mr. Smith go to the pharmacy for crotch wart cream for crying out loud? Why is this happening to me? Game. I got to know that my neighbors are swamp freaks, too busy tending to their groins to get their business out of the street. And they got to know that they should buy drawstring bags and double knot their sacks of shame. Just like Woody the Wise Old Owl says, give a hoot. Pick up your crap, man, it's gross.